our backyard mostly in the the second half of the backyard and where we're going to be putting the uh fence right Mm -hmm. there's grass that's back there there's these little plants that are back there and they're sticky but they're not sticky like you touched my finger sticky they have basically the makings of the inside of what velcro has on it that allows them really tiny and small that allows them to stick things so they cleave to things like they'll cleave to your pants or your your, and that's how they transport and transplant those are called cleavers cleavers are actually an amazing for you herb so like Mm. not not even joking they're they're also called like people know them as goose grass they know it as uh, sticky grass sticky plant sticky weed it's like anything you can think of even though it's not actually sticky and it's from uh gallium apparent uh, aparine i think that's what it is um and you can eat as much of it as you want but here's what the benefits of it are are just insane it literally it enhances the function of your lymphatic system you know what that is <laughs> i i feel like i do but okay. that, that's the it works with the parts of your organs of your body that that produce white blood cells meaning okay. that it helps reduce swelling it helps with allergies. It helps literally with everything that would make your body sick when you're outside. This little thing that you can pick right up off the ground and pick the tops off it and eat it. Apparently it tastes meh. Some people taste good. Some people it doesn't. But you, it's one of the few things you can actually, you can dry it in any way, shape, or form that you want. You can make tinctures out of it. You can make teas out of it. Um, you can boil it. And you can bake it, saute it, and it still has the health benefits because they're so hardy, okay? Um, and there's no limitations. Like, there's some things that you go out, like clover. You can go out and eat, like, there's species of clover that you can eat and just go out there and eat them, right? Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're good for you. But if you eat too much of them, they can give you stomach cramps. Nope, not, not this. Not cleavers. Cleaver is literally, it's an herb. They sell it as a dried herb. And if you want to buy it as a dried herb, four ounces of it dried is like six bucks so what we have out there is pounds and pounds and pounds like we've been i've been ripping that stuff up and tossing to the chickens happy chickens (laughs) i'm like but but it's good for us it's ridiculously good for us nikki's been having knee problems Mm -hmm. and when i sit here too long when we're doing our podcasts and i have knee guess what cleavers help with your body when it comes to that, you can't overdo the roots. Um, the roots of them, apparently what you can do with the roots is you can either drink the roots, but they also make a very red dye. So, you know, um, animals that like uh, sheep and foragers and even chickens go and they'll dig up the roots and eat the roots on these. They'll actually get red bones. That's so, weird. so it's, it's <laughs> well, it, this is the thing. The more an animal eats it, the more that their bones change from white to red. So if you find an orange bone in your backyard or under your house and from a pig, the pig has probably been eating the cleavers in your backyard. And then when it died and crawled under your house and left a femur bone that you found that's orange, that's why. But you can also use it for dyeing clothing and, and dyeing, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. And it is a permanent dye. Um, but it makes apparently a good coffee. And there's arguments about whether or not it has caffeine in it or not. But apparently it's clean energy. No, I just I had to do that from this morning. But it, it does have 
energy properties, but the same way that when your white blood cells are working well, you're sniffling less, your your body is, is more reactive to things, you're able to have better tolerance for things, and it's amazing stuff. And the leaves and stem eaten in spring, guess where we are, um, are absolutely phenomenal for you. And it's, it's, you know, and, but most people, because they can't get it and it grows prolifically Southern North America. Okay. Um, which is where we are (laughs) and people buy it by the tons and ship it overseas. People overseas get this stuff and, and Asia it's Asian medicine and it's this big, huge thing. And we have it in our backyard and I'm blown away and i confirmed everything about it walked out looked at it the little red uh, ribs on it the little things that look like stickers on it that aren't stickers everything about this and so i'm like excited to know that we have that in the backyard right now and the best time to pick it is right after a rain so right now <laughs> literally the best things we could be doing right now are mushroom hunting and cleaver picking but and but we're gonna be working on the fence and our neighbor behind us She's like, oh, yeah, I got to get rid of all that stuff. I am going to be volunteering to get rid of all of that stuff for her and then freeze drying it. Because that is literally the best way we've been able to preserve Mm -hmm. my herbs from the garden from last Mm -hmm. year, which is amazing. It's so weird. Oh, that the rosemary salt still has an amazing rosemary salt taste and basil salt. salt. Yeah. And even the mint leaves that I've saved for tea. I'm like, I'm amazed that this is opening up Mm -hmm. a whole new world and nobody's on it yet. Oh, it's it's not cheap. That's the whole thing to it. But yeah, it's like. Well, you would think to make an investment to mm -hmm. do something like that bulk, it would be cheap, but nobody, nobody's doing it. So it's just, it's weird. It's so easy. And it, it's just, yeah, it's aromatic still. Mm -hmm. It doesn't lose anything. Like the biggest thing for me is the difference between my dried rosemary and dried rosemary that we got from the store the dried rosemary we get from the store is brown and gross looking mine's mm-hmm. still green because it was freeze-dried and so it's so weird you know we make our uh nikki makes the focaccia bread i make the the rosemary bread every like literally everything that we've made with any rosemary on it it still looks nice like we picked fresh rosemary but it's it's dried it's freeze-dried so it's it's green and it's rehydrating as we bake it and things and it's just like it's so weird that that nobody's nobody's really doing that so but yeah, so we could totally freeze dry so much of it, and it would be perfectly good for teas and any literally teas, anything. Tinctures, it's good for our animals. It's good for us. It is good for our white blood cell production. It is good for our white blood cell storage. It is great for your immune system and anti-inflammatory. It's this is the stuff that is proven to. There's a whole bunch of things that people say it helps with, blah blah blah, and I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm just going to leave that where it is on some of the things that they say. Cause you know, once again, somebody, Oh, another aphrodisiac, everything's an aphrodisiac <laughs> to people anymore. And it's like, but the excitement of realizing just how good this stuff actually is for us. It blows me away. Like it's in our backyard, <laughs> a lot of it. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm literally going to be going out and going foraging and I want to see how much of the stuff we can find that because me of the, we could fill yeah. the freeze dryer and go nuts. I wanted to, to make our our happy little egg basket that we have mm-hmm. because it's metal and it's not exactly great for bringing in two or three eggs at a time. And mm-hmm. of course, even as our chickens and ducks start laying more and being more productive, it's still just a big basket. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about grabbing um, 
uh, I know we have fabrics around the house and, you know, making it not so, you know, horrendous to put eggs in. <laughs> Why don't <laughs> you take some of the weed or the straw or the, um, what's the other one we have? It's all, it's not hay. straw. Hey, take some of the straw and the hay and weave it through it. Because I want to learn how to sew things and stitch. So <laughs> <laughs> but you put so much stuff on your plate. How, how's your, by the way, speaking of, how is your sourdough starter going? Um, it's, it, it, I'm, I don't know. I still haven't had the chance to actually try to make any sourdough with it a second time. So I have to see. But other than that, it seems good. Okay. <laughs> so it's still doing the rise and fall like it should, especially now that it's getting warmer. So it's easier to see it and actually watch it happen. But, uh, I just, I got to get to trying it again. So, okay. but I have to wait a little bit longer to do that because the, uh, we bought the the flour that mm-hmm. I can use to do that, but I have it in the freezer right now for um, making sure there's no things alive in it and mm-hmm. everything. And if I pull it out and try to eat, like if I pull it out and leave it out, then it's still concerning. And sure. then because I can't just start using it when it's cold like that because it'll like it'll kill everything. Okay. <laughs> it's too cold. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just I'm I'm being patient to yeah. the best of my ability. <laughs> I understand. So we're gonna stick with white bread and uh um banana bread for now <laughs> which yeah. i still have a whole a whole loaf of uh white bread in the f- in the other freezer i've okay. made enough so there's some in our regular freezer that we've been going through and, and i have a suggestion for the mm. bread because i know your loaves aren't coming up as like tall as other loaves but maybe cut it on a bias so like a 45 degree angle so that you have longer bigger slices for each one well i i know what i'm what i'm doing wrong with it and it's just because i keep uh, the 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 loaf pans that we have, mm-hmm. we have the the cast iron ones that are too small and are more along the lines of uh dessert breads because that's the size that they are. Okay. And then there's the ones that Nikki got that are too long. <laughs> so every recipe that I'm using, even these last ones, they were bigger. But it's like I have to either use the recipe that I have mm-hmm. doubled for one loaf of the nice big pan that we have. <laughs> or I have to use the one recipe, not doubled or anything, for two of the super small loaves, but then they're smaller pieces. So it's, okay. I'm still trying to figure out the, the spacing and sizing of it all. So okay. that's the next time Just I do it. Just the finite. Yeah, yeah. The next time I do it, I'm going to double the recipe, put it in one big pan, and then double the recipe again and put it in a different one. Okay. So that way I have, you know, hopefully <laughs> regular sized pieces of bread because I'm, I'm trying. I'm getting there. They're bigger than last time, this okay. time around. So... You know, working on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, and I just, yeah, it was just, that's why I made that suggestion. So no, no worries there. So, so welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who are just excited about weeds. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to be, we, you got a lot of stuff going on for the weekend on your side because I know you're not going to be wanting to sit in there being doing building up a fence. Yeah, no, so. thank you. I will keep myself occupied mm-hmm. with other things. And, which are? <laughs> uh, lots of garden things. Um, I was thinking, I keep going back and forth on garden things and just more indoor prep things mm-hmm. just because we do have quite a few things in the house right now food related that are either reaching that point of either got to put them in the freeze dryer or the freezer. We have to clean the freezer and organize it. Mm-hmm. And we did not get the chicken out because... 
I don't know what happened. I I <laughs> I don't know. I, I say just get I, it out. Yeah, I was literally at that point where I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna have to deal with. Don't touch this trash can until mm-hmm. it gets because the eggs gotta because, go too. Yeah, and so I'm I'm just kind of like, okay, because yeah, we need to. The, that's taking up a substantial amount of space in that mm-hmm. freezer for us not being able to use it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we're I I wanted to to work on that. See if I because you already told the girls that they needed to get the storage room fixed and organized yep. and if they didn't do it then they were going to do it under your watch and they were going to not enjoy it and then oh, they yeah, and they haven't done they it so no no i all. i fully my my attitude is fully like you know they because uh you know time we're recording so we haven't picked them up from school yet so but uh as soon as i'm picking them up from school and i'm going to be like all right girls and i'm going to take them on one little errand because um i want to make sure everybody has gloves well no remember we got we got them working gloves when we were oh, okay. at Atwoods, or I think it was Atwoods, when we were just walking around and you were like, oh, hey, you want the girls to have gloves? And I was like, well, we have enough. You were like, oh, yeah, but they're just, you know, so they have their own. So if they lose them, it's their fault. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Because you, you were like, mm-hmm. oh, like two bucks. It's fine. So we just got, we got like five or six pairs. So there's still two, I know for sure, two that are completely unopened in the, um, in the room, right, in the oh my goodness, bungalow <laughs> in the tool tower right now. Mm-hmm. So the, they have those ones. But if you're thinking like better ones, then, <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> because they are, they were $2. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but either way, we have gloves. If you don't want to get them, if you do want to get them still, then we just have extra gloves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, no um, but yeah, no, so there's, there's a lot. So you're going to take them to get those and then. Oh, and then I'm bringing them back here and there's going to just be nothing but work. They are literally. Their weekend They've is forfeit. Gotten, they, yeah. they 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 decided last weekend. I gave them that chance. If if you haven't been here when I was talking about it earlier, gave them the chance last Sunday to see if they would get up and have their own initiative. So since they decided that they were going to blow half the day relaxing last Sunday, they're going to lose. And they they and I know what they're thinking is, and this is what's hilarious, is they're thinking is, oh no, so we're going to have to work on Saturday and Sunday, but we still got half a day off. Nope. I'm going to take them on whatever errand I do. And as soon as we get home on today, <laughs> they are from the moment we get home working their butts off. So they're going to more than make up half the day. So, and just really going to depend on how I want to run it and how I want to do it. But I'm literally going to be putting them to work nonstop from the time that we pick them up and the time that they come home until Sunday night and Sunday night, when it comes time to watch the last of us, that is when they are going to be able to relax for the first time. I, I agree with what you said this morning. Unplugging them and oh just yeah, be like, yeah, your yeah, phones yeah. are gone. Keep, you know, all your electronics. Don't want to see it. Don't want to hear it. Tell your parents they are. You mm-hmm. know, no, no contact zone for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things yeah. I was thinking about is maybe when we go pick them up today, maybe you should uh, see if Miss Brazza wants to come over so she can see what your garden is and what it looks like. Or do you want to think like next week or something? Uh, like yeah, that? I would wait a okay. little bit longer just till I have everything because I just started. Yeah, <laughs> and are you going to be planning the, the next phase on the lettuces and stuff like that? Because I saw that you have the one section's like what? It's about three feet. Yeah, line? Uh, there's that one's the yeah that's the first section of lettuce and carrots. The next bit is going to be the next section and over and so on and so forth. That whole bed is going to be lettuce, mm-hmm. but in in phases. And I just planted the next actual phase of lettuce in 
um, uh, between the tomatoes, like I said I was going to. Mm-hmm. So um, that's technically the second phase. And then the third phase will go in the that bed as well. And then I'm going to get in the bed that they added soil to. I, I'm going back and forth between whether or not I'm going to add um, beets and uh, a couple of just a couple of other things in that bed. Or if I'm going to take the soil from that bed and put it in the bed that I just started the project with okay. <laughs> of getting the second tomato bed up because that's going to be the tomato wall. But I'm scared to start that with the knowledge that they're going to be working back there. But I, the tomatoes that I have, they 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 need they either need to be potted up or they need to go into, <laughs> into the ground because they are too big for where they are. So I'm I'm seeing if I can compile some random various pots from several things I've done before. I have two so far, mm-hmm. so it's like I can start because there's we have enough soil right now still in the pile that it's like not enough to fill a bed or anything, and it's kind of in that point where it's more irritating to try to scoop all of that up and put it in the wheelbarrow drag it all the way over there and dump barely anything that it is to just use it for like potting up and the next bit of a couple of uh last bits of pepper plants that i still need to pot up and then starting to pot up my flowers because some of them i'm still scared to put outside because they're not little investments like i have snapdragons and zinnias and things that are like they're getting too tall to be where they are Mm -hmm. the roots are getting to the point where they're you know going underneath the seed tray and so I don't want to wait too long, but I'm so scared that I'm going to put them out there and they're just going to be done because flowers are so they're s- they're just super sensitive. Yeah. So, but I really want to get flowers down this year. I'm just impatient because I don't want them to be out there. Like I want or I want them to be out there already. I don't want to have to wait and do it later and then have to wait until you know June, July to actually have flowers. Like mm-hmm. I want flowers now. Oh, <laughs> so, so the so the bees. I yeah. know. And so it's like I'm I'm struggling because it's like if we don't if we don't drop below forty. I, I we're good but mm-hmm. it's like we keep getting those days where it's like oh it's 42 is the low that night i don't know thinking yeah. about it and where we live it's so it's so bipolar it could literally go oh it's gonna be 42 the low and then out of nowhere be like oh just kidding the low is 30 <laughs> and it can also go the opposite where it's like oh yeah we said that 30 was gonna be the low just kidding it only got to 40 tonight i don't know why we were 10 degrees off but mm-hmm. you know Things just decided to change, change direction. Winds decided to just swap <laughs> and just push things away that were already coming towards us. Like it's so, and we're in tornado season now because yep. it's the temperatures are tra- changing drastically between day and night. So now it's wind going crazy, pushing the warm air back towards the sea and then coming back towards us. And so you know it, we're you know having fun with that. <laughs> so I'm I'm also scared about that because it's like you know anything our our trees right now are so they're still trying to build their way back up from the frost and the crazy cold snap so <sighs> just you know everything is <sighs> it's it's a lot it's there's mm-hmm. a lot of things going through my head with the garden right now but you know the thing i could do is take it one day at a time so you know and march has just begun so it's a whole new list of things and uh yep. i'm gonna be going through all of that because i i'm because uh, some of it i am ahead of because I don't care, <laughs> and mm-hmm. some of it I am still behind on because I am forgetful. So, um, so yeah, for the, for the most part, we're I, I'm I'm I am an organized mess of chaos. If that makes any sense to anybody, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, the the backyard right now is is coming along very nicely, and I'm very excited for the way that it's looking. Um, I, every time I'm out there, I have a different idea and a different, you know, just a slight 
changes to things that I've already had a plan for and things like that because we're by no means done um, building raised beds and there are lots of things that don't get planted until you know April anyways so Mm -hmm. it's not like we're in any rush for some of these things like I can't put corn outside until we're you know at least through March like you're not supposed to put it in the ground at March even if it you know all the temperatures and everything say you should it's just very risky and the same thing for like wheat and things like that like I don't have any plots for that prepared or anything like that the only thing that I have to get in that's like you know we're on that time limit now for me is the potatoes Mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to figure out where they're going to go because again I am nervous about starting a lot of things in the back because they are going to be building the fence and they are crazy children <laughs> so i'm scared well that's also go. why i had all of this stuff put on the other side so that it's going to be near the area i didn't want to put it right there at the fence line because i just don't trust the people behind us yeah um not necessarily one of our neighbors behind us but there's the one neighbors that if they see it given that they have a window Ooh, looking directly wood. right into our backyard and they're gonna want a fence for their front because i i've guessed now that the police have come by several times just being able to see from the street that they have things that aren't supposed to be there including where they're not supposed to be do you hear the dog no haven't for a few days have you i have not yeah neither have i so don't know you know so i don't know it just i'm i'm worried that they're gonna they would see the fence and be like oh right in the middle of the night and i come up and $650 worth of, of lumber would be gone. So <laughs> no, <laughs> but with that, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress. Cause yeah, we're going to get that thing, that fence done as far as possible, as far as we can. The first panel is going to be easy. The girls are going to be like, Oh, this was not that hard. It's like, mm, and now comes the fun part. Yeah. So cause the first panel is already put together. <laughs> yeah. But, but we're not going to be using the first panel as anything other than a template. So they think that oh, the first one's not going to be because because literally Tabby's like, oh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I did want to point out that, you know, for anybody that's sitting there like, oh, you know, that's, you know, you're being hard on them or anything like that. I'm like, I need you to understand really quick that over the past just two weeks, like we complain and we talk about them all, you know, a lot on here. Over the past two weeks, they've become a very extremely you know, sneaky, trying to get away with things and thinking they're getting away with it. And so we've basically gotten to a point where we've given them the opportunity to, you know, stop being sneaky, stop Mm -hmm. lying about things, get their grades up on their own time, get their chores done on their own time, all these things they know that they have to do, getting it done right without really being gotten on. And they have just not, they, they cannot get their things done. All three of them too. Like if we have, you know, 12 year old, 14 year old and 16 year old here, and all three of them have been falling behind on every single thing they're supposed to get done. Mm-hmm. They're doing whatever, sitting back in their rooms, doing homework. And, you know, oh, well, you know, I just came, brought my computer up here for just doing this thing. Or, oh, hey, I just wanted to, you know, I know that I'm not supposed to have this thing here, but I'm just going to do that anyways. Oh, dishes. I can take whatever I want in my room. I could do this and that. I'm going to attract all the, like, they are getting out of hand and they've been warned over and over and over and they have been getting things like where like the storage room we i you know we sat there and we reorganized it and made it look all nice and then when we were switching everything around for the garden and the grow room now being in our guest room uh we took one of the shelves the shelving units that we had upstairs which was also holding a lot of our extra food and moved all of that food down to the storage room Mm -hmm. and instead of putting it 
in that organization and going, ah, this is where all of our sauces are. Let's put these sauces with the other sauces. They just threw everything wherever they wanted (laughs) and put a lot of things like to the point of like there would be stuff in a box and then, you know, a nice pretty shelf and they would put it crooked on the shelf Mm -hmm. and then go, ah, that box is taking up three boxes worth of space. Not fix it. Just put the next thing crooked next to it. (laughs) And so it's like it's not these crazy big things, but when they add up over time and they keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and they're still stealing things, going through whatever they want and taking things because, oh, they were allowed to have this thing once. So that technically means that they already said yes. And there's just like the everything that is little building up over time becomes not so little anymore. So that's what it's become. Mm -hmm. And they think that everybody is joking when they tell them, hey, you know, you're about to be in trouble for all these things. And they go, "Eh, but I haven't gotten in trouble yet. So ride the high while we still got it. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it's, it's, they need it. They need some good hard work so that they recognize that everything that they have and everything that they're doing is privilege because they're getting to that point where they're thinking everything they have is a right. (laughs) Like to the point of, you know, calling us as adults, you know, irritating because we're asking them about the things they're not supposed to be doing. And so it's just, it's, it's getting to a point where it's like, okay, yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Keep, keep having fun while you can, Mm because it's about to be very much over. Oh, I'm (laughs) I'm going to wipe them out. They're going to, they're not going to know what to do about it too, because they're mm going to realize that it has nothing to do with me or Nikki. No, in fact, I was going to say that is I want Nikki working with you. I don't, I don't want you guys in any way, shape or form worrying about me yelling at the girls, talking to the girls or anything like that. I got them. I'm, I've got them in a way that they're not going to like it because, because we didn't buy fence panels. Yeah. We bought, the pickets and we bought the four by fours and we bought the two by fours mm-hmm. all pressure treated got to go back and get 10 more um because i realized that i <laughs> bought two for area. each one no i bought two for each uh fence for uh, each fence section but for, mm-hmm. for it to be able to maintain privacy i need three so i need huh. three two by fours per panel and so we're going to be building the panels exactly like the panel that was that we have right now we put them in upside down nice and tight together they're mm-hmm. going to get screwed in not nailed in and it's like they're going to be absolutely beautiful and the girls are going to hate it so Cause yeah. it's going to be something that if they do it wrong, it's all oh, you have to do it again. Not mm-hmm. eh, it's just fine. We'll just move on, which is what it's been with the planner boxes. Mm-hmm. They've been very much. Oh, we fucked that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Eh, the last okay. two planner boxes <laughs> that you and I just put the tops yeah. onto. Oh, my gosh. They were so Couldn't out of square. Them. They were the same and they were two <laughs> completely different measurements. There wasn't a single. I don't know. How do you make a <laughs> six foot board not six foot? Yeah, I that was amazing. So <sighs> anyway, so yeah, they're they're going to realize that there is the devils in the details. Basically, mm-hmm. they are going to sit down and be tedious little things that they have to do that they're going to go. Eh, well, if I skip it, they won't notice, and then they're going to get caught for it, and then they're going to have to redo it. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really had that <laughs> yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I by all means, I am going to do my thing. I'll mm-hmm. have Nikki help me because there is a couple. There are a couple of things I can't do alone, which is why the project I started, mm-hmm. I had to stop because I got to that point where I was like, "Well, now I need a person here to hold it up while I do something." Oh, yeah. So, well, they're so, yeah, gonna they're I'll, gonna be I'll so be mad because I'm gonna Nikki. have them doing everything, including lining up the nails and the screws, and they're all gonna be in a nice, pretty line because we're not gonna see them, but the neighbors behind us will. Yeah. So guess what? They better be look pretty. Very nice. Yeah. Because I don't want the neighbors complaining about it. I don't want the neighbors looking at it going, wow, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep, stain and paint your side, people. 
because <laughs> I'm gonna stain. We're gonna get our sides stained and painted. So, and we have more of the black stain, right? Um, I know that was the one that that was the biggest reason why we stopped was because it disappeared. We had been working. So I this was all. More. Yeah, okay. we would wor- were working on it all in the back before I had the garden beds or anything back there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember we had a couple of cinder blocks because there were some on the property. Okay. And so I was lining them up on those cinder blocks and I was doing it over there. And then we had all gone inside and stain disappeared. The red one was still there, but the black one, because it was in a smaller mm-hmm. um, can, I think it probably just either we can check all the cans that we do still have. It may just be that it got put away and nobody knew what it was and everything, but I I, I very distinctly remember. It well, I'm gonna just have them pulling like that stuff out anyways because all that paint's gonna start getting used on things. I mean, we're yeah, building these planter boxes. And it's about to break that shelf. Have you watched? Oh yeah, no, I see yeah. it. Yeah, I see it. No, it's all <laughs> gotta come shelf out. Is, that it's, shelf is begging. For it's help. all gotta come out. I, I don't care. It's like out here, it's really weird because apparently people put cans of paint in their garbage cans and there's no issues with it. Yeah, that's weird. I'm just like. Man, I do Cali- either either we are California conditioned that you no, know, you know, <laughs> you proper disposal that in there. or people are just telling us to do some highly illegal <laughs> shit. I don't know. So yeah, either way, this mm-hmm. spare paint, spare paint is very it's makes for great projects, especially because mm-hmm. it's not like we buy ugly paint. <laughs> so yeah. and I still have that was one of the things I was thinking about for one of my things in my room was that I 100 percent can start taking things off of my desk and things and paint those things there's no reason that i shouldn't i have that paint for my old room and it's still sitting in my closet and i was like i i might as well if it's still it's still perfectly fine i i'm gonna use it there's no reason not to and it's a beautiful color and it's exactly the color i already want so it's no reason again our whole thought process on you don't have to do everything at once Mm -hmm. i can start on one part of my room paint a little thing like my desk and then just go, I like that a lot. Yeah. Or go, you know what? That was a bad idea. And I didn't do all my room. And then go, oh, I regret that. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, no, it, we like, yeah, th- th- this is this is all this time to just start utilizing as much stuff as we have, not buying mm-hmm. more stuff. So yeah. we got the stuff we got from Timu. I'm going to get play around with some of that and, and utilize that. I saw your the arch that you built out in the back. You know, I was wondering if you could hang, you know, you think you could hang some of that down from it and see if it would hold up or do you think it wouldn't? The one you built over the planter box, the two by fours, you built oh, it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. What about that? I'm wondering if you can't use that netting on it for for so what though? For climbing or you don't need it for climbing it's or anything. Just, those are for the tomatoes. The tomatoes. <gasps> we can get your trellising now. We have the truck for the archway. That was the last thing <laughs> that we needed was the trellising. I'm sorry, that was just what trellising? Ah, the cattle panel? Mm. Everything you're talking about? No, is no. The trellis, the wood trellis that we were looking at that we said could. Oh, Go fit on the on the archway because we're like the archway is beautiful and it's done, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. It's missing yeah. the trellis. OK, yes. A hundred percent. We mm-hmm. can go get those now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And Such then we were world. talking about doing. Yeah, we were talking about whether or not we were going to do the regular wood one and mm-hmm. go with that as an accent or the white one as an accent. And then we were like, yeah. And then we were just like, well, we can't do anything now because we don't have a truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, yeah, and that, we yeah, can that's, that's, that. that's affordable enough. We can we can get that or we can make it. It's it's not hard to, you know, and that's the thing is people forget that you can make things. And I don't know why people <laughs> forget you can make things like I literally Laura. Laura looked at uh, she saw the archway and she's like, where did you get the plans for that? I was like, what plans? I literally built that thing and just built it and then built it and yeah. then was like and I'm I'm looking at doing the same thing that I did for my tomatoes mm-hmm. for the school mm-hmm. because it really was just I think in total maybe 
maybe it was i think it was three of the two by fours oh my gosh for the entire thing right and so i was like Mm -hmm. i i might as well just do this for the the school just you know cut all the pieces here Mm -hmm. and then take it over there and then you know do it you know on the ground first Mm -hmm. instead of putting it in because i realized what i did that was wrong is why i couldn't make it square it's because i was building it up instead of starting like how we did with our archway with everything mm-hmm. on the ground screwing it all in when it's on a you know more level surface than whether you know s- trying to get it to and be i'm not down gonna lie i've actually been way. thinking about building a second archway to go into the second backyard see i was literally i didn't want to ask because i didn't mm-hmm. want to like i've already asked for I, so many no, things I've but i was like a smaller it. version of it so no i would do the same size there's no reason not to do the same size it's the same entryway Okay. That's where well, I based either the way, the, it would, I would want the things that are growing on that one to be in the mm-hmm. ground. Like, I think what I would do is I would move the climbing rose plant that we have over there with no trellis and dig it out and put it over there instead and then get a second one to match it on the other side. And then we'll have these beautiful roses growing up that every single every single spring, summer and fall, because that's how our, how long our roses bloom out here. <laughs> so but anyways, these are all. Yeah, these are all great plans and ideas. And we'll. I have to start just like writing some of these things down because mm-hmm. I really do go out there and think of all these things and then just like forget about it. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. No. So that's so that's the beginning of all of that. That's all of our woodworking things. Um, some of the things uh, that I'm going to go over here on my uh, March part of our So True Seed calendar mm-hmm. for Zone Eight. Um, again, Zone Eight only. Um, if you're in Zone Seven or Zone Nine, then you have st- you've either done these things already or you're getting ready to do these things the next month. Um, either way, <laughs> I'm gonna go over this for my zone. So um, the first thing they have uh, on here is that because we're having longer days and shorter nights, your house plants are gonna feel stimulated to grow again. So if you have you know them in a pot that you just bought them from the store or you had them for you know a couple years and they haven't been potted up now's the time to do that and give them a good feeding because a lot of people still you know water their house plants just from the top and they don't have any drainage trays so that they water them all the way through take all your house plants bring them all into a bathtub and just soak them and let them sit and drain in the bathtub for a few minutes and then pull them all out and put them back because otherwise they're they're not getting enough water i'm sorry i hate to tell you (laughs) somebody that has killed enough house plants now (laughs) and have now finally gotten to a point where i have like six or seven that have stayed alive because i've finally gotten (laughs) to a point where i realize what i'm doing wrong i i'm ready to you know start over and be better again with house plants because the hardest thing is just that it's it is a dedication it's not like my garden where you know winter is an off season and i get a break house plants are the whole year you can't just forget about them they will die (laughs) but some plants survive on neglect so if you have some of those uh you probably don't need to pot them up like um there's the the zz plant i pot mine up just from the store because the pots they have in the store are like way too small because Mm -hmm. they're a root plant like they're not a root plant they have a they have bulbs and people just put them in these small little pots and then their roots get so root bound and they become miserable. And yes, they may grow really slowly, but after having them for about two years, they will be absolutely miserable and they'll start turning brown and you won't know what you're doing wrong. Take it from somebody that somehow managed to kill a ZZ plant. <laughs> and it was the very first plant that I had. We moved into this house and it sat on my mini fridge for the entirety of living here. And just within the past um, fall, it started to die. 
And yeah, it took it out after it was dead and realized, oh, that's yeah, okay. And I immediately potted up the other one we have. So that one has been perfectly fine thus far. So I know that that's the right way to go. So if you have any house plants, definitely pot them up, give them a good feeding, good fertilizers, making sure that you're actually looking up that plant. Mm -hmm. If you have no idea what it is, there are plenty of groups on Facebook, online, Reddit, whatever, that they just are dedicated to IDing plants. So t take advantage of that. Don't just assume <laughs> because you could be giving it the wrong fertilizer and it'd actually kill it. So yeah, just take, take the time. Make sure your houseplants are nice and happy. Um, for any of your outdoor garden beds that you have not already um, prepared for the season, make sure you add a lot of organic matter to the soil. Um, if you're doing in-ground beds, this is absolutely necessary. Otherwise, you will not have uh, very much drainage or a tillith um, to work with um, it makes your once your all of the organic matter breaks down everything becomes extremely compact so you mm -hmm. want to make sure you add the organic matter because it aerates your soil um, even if you're not tilling it if you're doing the no-till method and you're just taking the I actually know the name of that thing but it's like a giant fork that you put into the ground it's not a pitchfork it's got two handles mm -hmm. you dig it into the ground and then you just move the soil a little bit and air it creates holes for air and so you know, just but immediately you have to add organic matter. Your plants will not be happy. I've said this a million times and I'll keep saying it. A good garden starts with great soil. And if you want an okay garden, then you'll start with okay soil. And your good soil is still not good enough. You need great soil for a good garden. So um, if you have not already, 100% by the 15th of March, get your tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants transplants started. If you have not put seeds in a, tray, in a little tray yet, you will be absolutely fighting with the summer heat to make sure that your tomatoes and your peppers and your eggplants survive. Because once it gets too hot, it, that's it. They have to be pretty established by the time that heat rolls in, or else you will be dealing with you know, so much issues <laughs> just trying to keep them happy. Um, by the end of March, you should be safe to start the process of hardening off a lot of the other transplants. Again, we've been having a lot warmer weather lately, so I already have a lot of things in the ground that normally don't start get <laughs> getting hardened off until now. Mm -hmm. Like, my tomatoes are out there. They're in the ground. I don't care. I, I've started. It, it, I'm already way ahead. But if you're not, and you're going by the book, then now's the time that you start hardening off a lot of your transplants. Um... If you have started seeds for onions instead of starting with sets, now's the time you start bringing them outside. Um, parsley and any other cool season crops that are at least five years or five years, <laughs> five weeks old, um, because you definitely that's right around the time that uh, a lot of the transplants are ready to go outside. Um, when when are the elderberry plants gonna go from? Do they just sit in there for? indefinite until there's enough roots to put them in the ground or what no uh once they well it really depends um on the amount of light they're getting and everything like that but for mine in particular hopefully by towards i think it's like i think the the time that i started them they're supposed to be in there for a certain amount of time i don't remember how much it was but i put it in my calendar i think it's like march 25th or something that they'll be ready to go okay. outside okay so um, this month yeah no oh, okay. but definitely okay. through this throughout this month if they don't have enough roots or i feel like they're not exactly ready then it'll be like early april so okay. but either way they are making progress they're not they're not dead <laughs> they're they're alive their little root buds are starting to get a little bit longer so i'm like they're 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 getting there literally the only thing that's hard is like making sure that i'm swapping out the water just because it's the hardest thing to like sit sure. there and do because they they're too heavy to be like in a tray of any kind so i can't like it's not easy i'm bringing them all over to the sink dumping them and doing it. i have to take them over there two at a time or three at a time if i'm feeling you know dangerous <laughs> and dump the water rinse them all out and everything 
So I, I have to do that again uh, this weekend. So, but they're they're growing. None of them have okay. any like gross, like gelatinous anything on them. So I know that the water's. I've been keeping the water fresh enough. Good. <laughs> so which is a big. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I've been keeping the water fresh enough. Well, because it's a big it, it's a big step forward for me from all the other times I've tried to acclimate something by growing roots in the water. It, I've I forget about it and then it does not turn out well. Okay. The only thing that I've ever been able to do that with has been green onions because green onions grow super fast. So, but things like this that take more time, I have to be more dedicated to doing it, you know, every few days or at least once a week. And it, I've, you know, I've been trying. <laughs> it's, it's mostly every time I remember, which normally is I'm standing outside in my garden and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to go train that water and then go inside and do it. So, okay. but I know I have to do it this weekend. So that's, that's that. Um, but anyways, yeah, five-week-old transplants. Start bringing them outside. So you would want to do smaller rather than larger plants of uh, coal crops, which is anything that's broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, and Brussels sprouts. Um, because overly mature plants, when they are exposed to low temperatures too early in the season, they will bolt a lot faster once it starts to get warm. Because they go, ah, we're li- we like the cold weather, okay. And then they, you know, deal with the hot weather. And they go, oh, season's over. And then they leave and they bolt and then you have no actual food from them. So smaller plants, if they're out there when it's a little bit warmer, then they won't get as upset when it gets warm, when it starts to get hot. Um if you do have issues with cabbage moth or flea beetle damage, um, like if they've been problems for you in the past, you want to make sure that you invest in covering your brassica crops with flo- floating row cover just so that they you know, have protection from them because uh, those destroy plants. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we haven't had anything yet. But again, I've said it before, I move all of my uh, things around and I haven't had any of the uh, plants in the same spot yet. So... Hopefully nothing's catching on. <laughs> so um, if you've been doing it, then continue. If you haven't, then definitely make sure you get some in the ground for um, direct sowing. Carrots, Swiss chard, peas, collards, kale, kohlrabi, leaf lettuces, onions, parsley, parsnips, beets, um, radishes, and spinach as you know the weather permits. If it's pouring rain, please don't go out there and do things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to, then more power to you, I guess. But it's a lot harder to work with soil when it's sopping wet. <laughs> so um, make sure that like this is literally the last last month that you can get your potatoes in without worrying about it being too hot. Um, and lots and lots and lots of organic matter. You don't want to touch your potatoes after they're growing. You don't want to disturb their th- anything. So you want to make sure you get lots of organic matter in there in the beginning so that they can slowly feed on it as they go on. Um, if you have a compost pile on no- nice days, make sure you're turning it. If you don't have a compost pile, then think about starting one. We have started one. I am uh, trying to keep it going. I think it's going pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. It's not a hot compost pile. I can't do that until it's like closer to we have a lot more stuff to put in it. Like when we are reg- mowing the but grass That was regularly. a great idea that you sent me as far as building a greenhouse with a compost pile inside the greenhouse. Yeah. Holy The hot compost pile inside yeah. of it so that it keeps it warm. Like that was like, what? That's so smart. But I'm I, hot compost is a lot different than just like having a compost pile that just slowly breaks down. Um, because uh, having a hot compost pile, it, there's a lot of things you have to put in it, and there's a lot more work that goes into it. And uh, until we have a million and one hoses across this entire yard, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not really a way. Unless we move the compost pile that I have somehow, uh, it's just it's too far away that I can't keep it wet, and we don't have enough um, 
just of brown matter everywhere yeah. for me to add to it. Once it starts getting warmer and we start changing out the hay and everything in the chicken's coop and stop putting a lot of the things there, it'll go instead of going just, you know, wherever the girls put it, <laughs> it'll go into the compost pile to start. And that'll start heating it up because then the chicken poop will start going in there and that creates heat when that starts to break down. So slowly we'll start to get there again. By no means am I doing it 100% right. I am just learning as I go. So mm-hmm. if you have, you know, tips, by all means, I'll take them. But I, I know I'm not doing it right. <laughs> I don't need anybody to tell me that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you if you've got one, turn it. Make sure you're turning it. It's now the time to start doing that. If you don't have one, think about trying it. Um, and definitely be careful working on your garden when it is wet. Um, if you work the soil when it's too wet, it makes it super compacted and you have these clots that'll form and places that you won't see them until it's too late. Or you'll end up with, you know, something that I had last year where you mess with it too much after it's been wet and you plant something when the soil is wet and you think, ah, this was the smartest thing ever. I planted it while it was wet, so I don't have to water it. Uh, yeah, don't do that because then when it starts to warm up and you, you know, leave it for a few days because you don't want it to be too wet, it'll start to you know dry up and get closer together and it'll create these big old cracks in your soil and you'll go what is that it's because the top of your soil is drying and it was so compacted that it started to just shrink and yeah so be be careful you don't want to create those clumps because that makes your plants won't be able to spread their roots out with ease they'll be very root bound um Mm -hmm. If you have not worked on your garden at all and you're still dealing with all the dead things from last year and you just kind of let it all die off, a lot of people do, then now's the time you start cleaning all that up and toss a lot of that in the compost pile or till it into the ground because it's great organic matter. Um, And if you're, you know, somebody that has a lot of ideas and, uh, you know, is not very organized like me, buy a notebook and keep track of all your stuff. (laughs) It's so much easier to remember everything you did that went well and did not go well the next year if you wrote it down. Because I promise you, you'll sit there and you'll be like, yeah, I'll remember this. I know where I put these plants. I know how many of these things I planted. I know how far this goes and da 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 da. And then you, you won't. You won't remember it in two days. <laughs> You'll plant. I've done it before where I've planted something and then forgot that I planted it there. And so then I'll go, ah, I need to put something there. And then realize three days later, like, oh, those are sprouts and those are not the sprouts that I just planted. So I guess there was already something there. So, yeah, uh, keep a notebook. Buy a notebook. It's it's so much easier to remember everything if you do it. And, you know, write down anything, even if it's just like you're keeping a diary kind of thing for your garden it's so much easier to read through that and go oh that's right this variety of this plant worked out really well over here oh hey this variety nobody liked the way it tasted so we're not going to grow that again next year because i yeah it's so much easier there are so many different things you grow you will not remember all of it um if you've built birdhouses now is the time to start hanging them all up if you had some little you know Mm. winter projects and things now is the time to get them all up because birds are going to be starting to look for places to nest very very soon um, if you have any new landscaping projects that you're looking at, put them on paper first. Um, don't overplant. It is so hard to keep up on a garden that you overplanted in, and it makes you feel like a very bad gardener when you had to have to rip things out because they're overplanted mm-hmm. and there's too there's things are too crowded. Remember the sizes. This is why writing things down also helps because you can take a second to actually remember and look at it and go, okay. I have to have a place for this, 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 and this, and then have a place for these things after this time in the year, because there's a lot of things like, you know, the oak 
Sakura doesn't get planted until April, but I, I can't, you know, if I don't write that down and set a bed aside or remember like, oh, this bed that has, you know, spinach in it, this is my first round of spinach, I'm going to harvest all of these and then plant the okra while I still have spinach somewhere else. You know, if you don't, if you, if you're not thinking that through, then you're going to get to a point where it's like, oh crap, I wanted to plant okra and I have nowhere to plant it. So, uh, yeah, just, just write it down and make sure that you know the mature sizes for all of your plants so that they mm-hmm. grow and you don't get an overcrowded mess of tomatoes like I did. <laughs> so, um, if Do you, you think have that's why we didn't get as many actual this tomatoes? past year, yeah. no, because I overplanted the first year and I got a lot of tomatoes, but I think it was just because I overplanted and so each plant giving me a couple tomatoes felt good um this last year i dealt with uh blossom and rot and anybody that knows what that is knows that it's a calcium deficiency and so this year i've been having everybody save all of the eggshells from everything (laughs) so that i don't deal with that again because uh if you take your your eggshells and you save them and then you bake them just to dry them out and then you crush them all up and put them at the roots of your plants or uh, at the you know base of them when they start to get a little bit older it adds a little bit of calcium to the soil because we're trying really hard not to use synthetic fertilizers and things because Mm -hmm. they're so bad for everything. They destroy all of the microbiome goodness in your soil with just a few days of it raining and letting all of that leach into there. It's, it's just, it's also not good for you. So it makes, makes mushroom compost pointless is what it, one of the things that it does. Oh yeah. It kills the, uh, the mycological stuff that's all in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, definitely, try and remember (laughs) to just know the mature size of your plants my like i said i'm trying two different trellising types this year for my tomatoes two different areas so that i can figure out hey they grew well here but not didn't do well on this trellis and then they did well you know they did poorly over here but this trellis worked great then i can swap the two figure it out and just cut my losses and do whatever worked best next year for all of my tomatoes I just I really want to I really want to get it down. Like I said, the only tomatoes that did well last year were my cherry tomatoes, and that's because I I put them in a small area, and I guess cherry tomatoes were perfectly fine being in a pot. So basically, okay. what it was. So so yeah, uh, just just take into account everything that you did last year, the year before that, or just over the entirety of your gardening career, and write down as much as you can remember if you haven't had a notebook before, and make sure you know again read and reread and double check and research and do all these things about the mature size of your plants because even though your seed packet may say oh it'll get this size to this size it really doesn't get bigger than that if you're doing what you're supposed to do and you found something that works it may get bigger so always account for it taking up more space just by a little bit than you expect because if you under if you if you underestimate how much space it's going to take up you're going to get way overwhelmed Mm -hmm. way faster than you are just willing to deal with in all honesty um if you have not yet plant new beds of bare root asparagus and strawberries my strawberries are going to be going in all of them officially this weekend the the three uh starts that i got from atwoods are already in there and okay. one of them already has fruit so i'm like, like excited Ooh, so i gotta start. get that net up oh well we have yeah. a net so yeah but but yeah but yeah so those are gonna be that like that's exciting and then uh the asparagus i have to figure out a permanent place because once they go like that was the other reason that we were talking about maybe moving the chickens after we get the fence built if they're over there do then they I want have shade to or what do they want what does asparagus, asparagus want? yeah well they're a fern so they're kind of shade, kind of sun. They're not really too particular, but they will die if they are in too much sun. Okay. I know that for sure. Everybody talks about it. They put them in full sun, like literally no trees in sight, and they are miserable out here. 
at other places they may be perfectly fine just because it doesn't get as hot but once that summer heat kicks in i still they think would. the the area in front of the bungalow is probably the best for it you looked that up though and you said that it was that's that area gets no sunlight that's the issue the sun comes up over that house and that tree right there shades mm-hmm. that place out and then it goes back behind the bungalow so there's no sun that's not enough sun at all so it's literally a it's a figuring out a nice underneath the trees area which is what i was thinking about putting them but again if we're moving the chickens and we're trying to give them more of a run mm-hmm. then all that area is, is going to be taken up with the chicken run so i i, st- I gotta figure it out we gotta i still have to plan that out so we'll definitely we'll go out there this weekend okay. we can talk about it walk around figure it out because maybe i put them like where the where our fences that i was talking about oh i can't really grow anything there like maybe that's where i put them just right along that border where that sunlight will hit just enough but it'll still be shaded by the fence enough that you know they'll be happy and then it'll be, okay. you know, a nice, beautiful, you know, for the first couple of years because they is, and I needed to tell you this. Um, I know both uh, both asparagus and artichoke. Two years. You can't have them the first year. <laughs> so I didn't know that about artichoke. I thought you grew artichoke and it flowered the first year. It does not. Artichoke flowers the second year. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And now I'm mad <laughs> because I tried to grow them last year and then they didn't grow. So. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, we got to figure out permanent places for those things that no matter what we do over the next couple of years, they'll be able to stay there. Because if I want to replant the asparagus after mm-hmm. I already plant these bare roots, it's going to be a lot more work than just planting these and leaving them there for however long until we move everything. So, so yeah. Um, but anyways, for everybody else, <laughs> plant those things in an area that they can push through easily. Do not put them in very compact soil or they will not grow. Um Side dress your asparagus with a gentle, natural nitrogen fertilizer. Uh, I can't give y'all anything about that because I don't know a whole lot about uh, natural fertilizers yet. Like I said, the calcium I know for eggshells, and that one's easy. I've even seen people taking, um, uh, oh gosh, heartburn, uh, like little dissolvable pills things that you get because all they are is calcium apparently so they'll put them at the bottom wherever in the bottom of the hole wherever they plant their tomatoes and they won't have any issues with blossom and rot so again i know i know i got you on calcium okay well for your nitrogen Hmm. it's chicken manure okay so it's got to be composted because you don't want it to be hot yeah i'm yeah i mean it's like but (laughs) we've had the chickens out there for like two years now right so like the stuff that's down should be i don't know well yeah we just you just gotta make sure that it's you know getting enough sunlight because it's literally it's just it's a a matter of actually going out there and you know four times five times in a day to figure out and track the sun and where it is and actually write it out and figure it out like that because i did a lot of assuming with a lot of the things constantly i'm like oh yeah the sun will reach there perfectly fine oh the sun goes about there there it'll get enough sunlight and then you know, the exact opposite happens of whatever I expect. <laughs> so okay. I want to actually make sure that where I'm planting things, I'm actually tracking the sunlight and making sure it's enough or, you know, of, of the sun. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you need nitrogen fertilizer, chicken poop, uh, make sure it's composted. You don't want straight chicken poop because it will get hot as it breaks down and it will burn mm-hmm. your plants. So, um, so yeah. And then if you've got grapes, raspberries or blueberries, you want to make sure that you fertilize them before growth resumes you do not want to fertilize them after the growth resumes for a bit because you don't want to again burn them 
um, raspberry canes that will produce this year's crop should be pruned back by a quarter um, before growth resumes. Last year's fruiting canes should have been cut down to the ground after the harvest, but if you haven't, you gotta do it now. Um, I honestly, I believe that I'm gonna probably be that person that's gonna go, oh yeah, no, and then, you know, forget and then not cut it down until <laughs> two weeks before it's necessary to cut it down. Um, so yeah, th but that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all of the March things. Get all of your transplants outside of, you know, everything. Continue, tra uh, direct seeding all of the things that are you know cooler weather things all of your lettuces and cabbages and broccolis and beets and things all that stuff is you know still prime time right now but uh just it's it's it, this month is basically for making sure that everything you haven't cleaned up is cleaned up having the rest of your plans set in stone and making sure that the early spring slash late winter crops are still going strong and that your spring crops are about to be ready to go out because April is the time for, you know, making sure everything mm -hmm. is ready to start being hardened off. Like, everything. Everything that you've been starting inside starts to get hardened off in April. So, so I just found one of the grossest nitrogen sources that we could use in the garden. What? Pee on them. Yeah, no thanks. Literally go out there and pee in your plants. No thanks. Or you could use coffee grounds. Uh, sure. But... Yeah, go out there and pee in your plants. No, thank you. Yeah, just do it. Five percent no. nitrogen. I'm good. But 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 you know, just no. saying. For the weekend, go pee on a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. With that, thank you so much for joining us this week. If you've been with us the whole week, we just appreciate you so much on the stupid podcast and everything. Where I have been, Joey, and I'm Kiki. We just want to tell you have a great weekend and remind you that that which does not kill you, well, the weekend's not over yet. Give it time. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.